bridges. I got matches, but I got limits. You'll never see them. I'll cut and run before you get near them. Bite the hand, despite the trap. Save the body, trust the map. Feet don't fail me, we can bail. Let's keep the shell intact. To hell and back. And Welcome to another episode of The Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan and Ryan Dempsey with you. How's it going, Ryan? David there yeah I've been uh since our talk a couple weeks ago uh, when Tony was on we talked about Kirby enthusiasm and all that stuff I've, been wa- I've still never seen the full episode but I've been watching a lot of snippets and a lot of highlight reels and that kind of stuff of the show and uh I've been hooked on that but uh well, yesterday at work was a bit of a slow day and for whatever reason I thought oh well I'm doing a little bit of stalking I'm just gonna Keep on talking to myself out loud, saying "pretty good." <laughs> and, uh, no, no one's in the cafe, so I might as well just be like putting stuff on shelves or in the fridge and just say "pretty, pretty" over and over again. Okay. And uh, you can probably see where this is going. Oh yeah, <laughs> completely see where this so, is uh, going. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so Carrie, you can skip ahead a little bit on this next part, but I turn around and there is two just. Stunning members of the opposite sex staring at me as I turned around after probably now two two and a half minutes of saying this stuff out loud, and they had that look on their face like, "Oh, we've been here the whole time, and we've just been watching you for pure entertainment." And I just stood there looking at them like, <laughs> "Oh, like, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, oh, that you know that scene in Seinfeld when George goes to the bathroom talking with the 3D picture, but he doesn't have his shirt on because he takes his shirt off when he goes to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was like that. I just kind of like you know I just kind of pinched the top of my nose and just clapped my hands together and just walked to the back and just let me know if you need anything as I don't really want to be seen in the public eye right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dempsey. Dempsey, Dempsey. I, I became I became Larry David and George Costanza in one miraculous little moment of my life there, but you yeah. know there is worse company you could be in than hundred oh, percent George and Larry. I mean, definitely one of those moments where I will like it was the shock of like two people staring at me. It was like ah oh, crap, but I was just saying pretty good over and over again. So like. I enjoyed it. Like I said, like I was waiting to tell you this. Like I was, I was gonna, I was gonna message you right away. But like, no, no, no. I gotta do a pretty good, and then I gotta lead into the story. You gotta hear this one. This is good oh, dude! When you were telling me about it, um, like when you said something last night or whatever about having a story to share on the show, I was like, okay, where is this going? And then, yeah. like, how fucking crypt you were, or cryptic you were about it, or whatever. You were just fucking... <laughs> I didn't know where this was going to go. I was kind of concerned. <laughs> but it, I, I, like, I think part of me, when I turned around, I was like, as I saw these two girls just staring at me. I'm like, please know what I'm talking about. Please say... Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, but no, they're just thinking that, that, that oh, the, you know the look of this, like yeah, of just absolute. What the fuck are you doing with yourself? Laugh me, but 
the second I walk to the back and I'm out of view, you are going to pee yourself laughing. Like, thank God they didn't have a phone on them. Because if I turned around and had a phone pointed at me, I, I, I'm out. Oh, you're on, I'm, you're on somebody's been, Snapchat. You just don't know it. <laughs> you're definitely on somebody's Snapchat. Local idiots feeling pretty good. Yeah. Uh, how was your week, Jeff? You know, it's it's been pretty good. Um, <laughs> sort of. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Um, played a couple shows this week. So that was cool. <laughs> uh, I got to open for actually the uh, the guy that I played the intro music of, a uh, rapper named P.O.S. from Minnesota. Got to open for him Tuesday night at the the intersection here in Grand Rapids. So, I mean, anybody that's around here and understands the intersection is kind of a big deal. But it's like, um, I think it's in the top ten in like Polestar or some shit, which is like they, they go through and keep track of like ticket numbers through all these different venues and stuff. And it's, okay. like, in, it's like in the top ten in the U.S. or something for for highest grossing venues or the top 25 or something it's quite highly ranked for a um not a very large venue i mean i played the front room which is they have four separate venues in there now they have uh, um the venue i played in is like a four to five hundred person club uh max probably maybe less than maybe it's like three to four uh the big room holds over 1400 maybe i think maybe more to maybe closer to 2000 um they are getting ready to open next year a basement venue which is like a one to 200 and then they have like another like 800 person room uh next door that they bought that they're turning into a, a venue so they could potentially be running like four shows all at once and there's really little to no sound interference oh wow yeah, they do it all the time where they have shows because they do a lot of um, it's a it's become a pretty big venue for like electronic music and stuff because that's like the biggest thing in the world right now anyway, unfortunately. Hey. Yeah, watch watch <laughs> watch me and watch my fucking me and my laptop, then I'll push play and dance. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Kids like to do drugs and go to that shit. I can just say when you're on that many drugs, you don't really know who's on stage. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like I I've spent some time. Some EDM shows. I have a few friends that are EDM DJs, and and my buddy does. Um, it was a pretty big, well, not big. It was a pretty decent sized promoter in the in the West Michigan area and stuff. Um, putting on the shows. Guy talking the other night. <clears throat> What's that? Was that the guy you were talking with the other night? Uh, there's a DJ or I saw you posted a bunch of stuff with a local a DJ friend of yours. No, that was that's somebody else. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, um, no, that, that guy is, uh, that was the guy that I played the going away party for, um, sat Sunday at, at Founders Brewery. My friend Dominic, uh, goes by DJ Providence. He's moving to Detroit to run the new founders. He's going to be the GM of the, the new founders that they're opening in Detroit over by the, the new arena. Oh well, congrats to him. Yeah, man, it's it's a really big deal. Dom's been busting his ass for founders for like six or seven years or five years or something. He's been there for a while, and uh, got this opportunity and and uh, running with it. So he's getting ready to move next month down to Detroit, 
Um, and then they open Thanksgiving, like the night before Thanksgiving or right before Thanksgiving or something like that. So coming up soon in the next couple of months, Dom's going to be running down there. So I'm looking forward to going to visit him when I go to Detroit for UFC 218 and Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, because I had to buy a second ticket to Joe Rogan because, you know, we all know that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure our listeners know exactly. We could probably do rant and rave again, but we've already, nah, we don't need to we've already said it more than enough times. Yeah, so the POS show was pretty cool. It was a, it was quite a big deal. Um, never, uh, It's my first time opening for a national recording artist. Um, and then it also got to be uh, somebody who's been a really big inf- influence on me as a as an artist. So it was a pretty cool night. Um, not a bad turnout for a Tuesday. And hopefully we'll uh, we'll do it again. Yeah, it was fun. Like I uh, obviously I didn't get to be there live because different countries and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, sharing the video, like watching the video, I, I mean I had to share it just sort of. Uh, Love and respect to oh, you. Oh, man, but... I appreciate that. I absolutely <laughs> appreciate that. Anytime, man. But, like, anytime I can, I get to see you do your thing, you know, I mean, I, I love it. <laughs> because, like, I always say, like, you can, it doesn't matter what someone does. If they're passionate about it, it shows. And you can see your passion. So, I mean, I want the people that will never probably know you that I know at least have the chance to maybe see the video and check out your stuff. So, I appreciate that, man. It it's it is my passion. I do love it. It's never been something where I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna become famous doing this. I got into playing shows and doing hip hop and shit at like 27 years old. Like uh, I never went into it with any delusions of shit. I just wanted right. to do something that I always wanted to do, which was be a musician. Just, and, just like and play. one of those like one of those late to the game, but. I mean, it's like the, the talent's there. No, well, I've been involved. Like I've been involved in the music scene right. in, in West Michigan and Muskegon and stuff since oh, I was oh, like, yeah. fourteen. Yeah. But well, I, just mean, I just mean like one like the yeah, the, like getting late into like the hip hop. No, you know, for like, sure, for sure. Like the, uh, the I don't know if it's metal or yeah, hard rock. What what? But like you can see, like it's it's crazy to see to think that someone's been doing something for just a couple of years in the in their big picture, but the level that I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say like pretend to be an expert, but to what I hear and what I see, like the talent is beyond there. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. It's it's just yeah. fun. Like I I enjoy it. I never. It's it's never been to a point where I didn't enjoy myself. And if it ever got to that point, like I would I would quit. I wouldn't do it anymore if I wasn't having fun. But. I truly, right. I truly love performing and like getting up on stage <clears throat> with, you know, a couple of my best friends and stuff like that is just, it's, it's, it's just fun. I love it. I'm, I'm genuinely happy. Like it's one of the most peaceful times that I have in my life, I guess. It's where it's, it's kind of right. where I find my center a lot. It's weird. Yeah. I can definitely relate. Cause I mean, <clears throat> I remember like working in kitchens and they were <clears throat> smaller kitchens in Windsor. And when I moved up to Kitchener, uh, my job was working at like a 350 seater. My biggest restaurant was 70 people. So I went up, you know, over 250 people when I moved here. And 
like, you know, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, all those crazy, like, the hype that I would feel inside. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about when you perform because I can relate to that with when I would cook on, like, extremely crazy busy nights. Like, even if it was my first time doing, a, like, a number in, like, the three to four hundreds, I, like, I, I can 100% relate to that. And like, so I can, I can admire your passion for your craft because I can picture myself in a, in a similar uh, circumstance. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're passionate about something, it's going to show. And I, and I, I, I get it from you just listening to you talk about food and stuff. Like I know that's your passion and I, that's why I respect the hell out of your bread game. <laughs> I just so don't. Now it's time for sourdough Thursday. Yeah, I was just say here we go. It's the average Joe's fucking bread hour. Tony's <laughs> not here, so I, I, I'll spare the fans this week. You always find a way to work bread into it somehow. Always. I'm working on a uh, natural yeast sourdough waffle recipe right now. So waffle. Yeah. All right. You sourdough love your sourdoughs. Oh, I love it. That's like that's like your go-to, isn't it? It's the most amazing thing. Flour and water, and that's all you need, and a little bit of salt. Like, that's it. <laughs> all right, we're not we're not doing it again. <laughs> we're not doing it again. Somehow you <laughs> always find you a way. I love my sourdough. You know, like you know, you mentioned sourdough. It's over. Right. You mentioned you mentioned it. You unleashed the beast. <laughs> you always find a way to sneak it in though. Like I was listening uh-huh. I was listening to After the Bell the other night. And somehow <laughs> fucking sourdough and beer came up. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Off the rails Are right away. Or no for gay Jesus. No for no for gay Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I fight for Jesus. Or Cheez Its. I fight. <laughs> I will fight for Cheez Its. Damn right. Fucking love me some Cheez Its. Get your hand in my Cheez Its. That's over. Do you guys get better cheddars up in Canada? Um, I'm not necessarily better, but we have like we get like we can get imported American. No, and- no, 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 no. Better cheddars is like a cracker. It's kind of like a Cheez It, but it's round. And it's a, and it's like round and a little bit thinner, and it's. Style or not like a, a Ritz because Ritz are thicker, but that shape, okay, that shape a little okay. bit, um, maybe, maybe about the size of a Ritz, maybe a little bit smaller. I mean, we have something called like a like, like real cheddar, but it's it's thin and square though. Okay, I'm probably similar. That, yeah, yeah, probably similar. So I, I like those a little bit better sometimes. Oh, you give me a box of those like cheddar cheese crackers, it's fucking over, dude. You give me a box of fucking plain. <laughs> Sorry? No, go ahead. Uh, no, see, I can take down me like three, four bags of those goldfish crackers in a sitting. Oh fuck yeah, dude! You give me, you give me a box of. I'll, I'll go through fucking Ritz or uh, saltines, even like I don't care. Anyway, like, yeah. Once you get in the cracker room, but it's over, right? Right. So now that we've gone off the rails for fifteen straight minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's uh let's focus because we got a fight card this weekend. Um, we talked about UFC two fifteen last week or last weekend at uh, and after the bell. So if you were looking for your breakdown, that's where it's at. 
head on back and listen after the bell. We are back on Stitcher. Good news. Yeah, we're slowly building our empire back up to where it was. I'm hoping but... in the next week or so we'll be back on iTunes, um, like officially where you can find us. If you're subscribed to us, we're still on iTunes. But if you're not subscribed to us and you just downloaded us, you know, willy-nilly or whatever, we will be back to where you can search for us and get our episodes again. But but I think it was Blake that was telling me he, that's where he listened to a lot. So, Blake, we're back on Stitcher. Yay, we did it. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> that's funny that you said that. Remind me, I need to send you a song that that's called Huzzah. Oh, I've been watching so much Futurama lately, too. So, I mean, <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a rap song, dude. It's great. Is it anyone I would know, or is it like when you? No, it's that? a guy named Mister Motherfucking Esquire. Huh. <laughs> Sounds like someone I would bring over to Thanksgiving dinner, dude. The only reason I know this song exists is because he's from New York and he works with oh, LP, okay. and LP is half of Run the Jewels. So oh, okay, okay, okay. There's a remix called "The Last Huzzah." And LP and another rapper I really like named Danny Brown, who's from Detroit, are um, both on it. So that's how I, my buddy of mine showed it to me. And I was like, holy shit. All right. So anyway, uh, Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night fight night from Pittsburgh. Luke Rockhold taking on David Branch, number three and number nine, respectively. David Branch making his second fight or going into his second fight in the UFC after a lackluster performance. Against uh, against Jocko in his debut a few months back. Uh, Rockhold's first fight since getting beat by Bisbing back in 2015? Uh, June 4th, 2016. 2016. Yeah. 199. So Luke hasn't fought in over a year. He had to fight against. Sousa, was it? Yeah, he was supposed to fight Sousa in Australia. He he pulled pulled out because of his knee. Right, that's right. And then he had to have surgery and shit, and then he's just been kind of rehabbing and coming back. Taking his time all while talking just tons of shit to Bisping. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You got knocked out. You want the rematch, but I mean, he, I mean, Rockhold's one of those, like, weird guys. Like, you want to like him because when he wins, like, I mean, he does the job to promote the fight and talk shit. Yeah, for sure. But when he wins, like, you know, when he beat Weidman, he was he was good. Like, you know what I mean? He, he thanked Weidman, all that kind of stuff. When he beat Bisbee the first time, he helped him up, and, and you know, he, he he was nice to him after the fight. But since losing to Bisbee, he's just been insufferable. Like, I cannot, like, I just want to keep see him keep losing just so he will eventually just shut up, like, I get it. You you were the title. You were the champion. You lost your title, but like it happens. We've seen so many champions lose, and they just they just do what they have to do to get their belt back. Rockhold, this guy here. Rockhold this guy just here. always. Yeah, he's just always yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off. No, no, no. I, I basically yeah, you like basically summed up everything I was about to say. He just something about him. Yeah, that it's just, it's that fucking it's that cocky ass fucking smirk of his. He's a goddamn rich boy. He grew up a rich boy, surfer, fucking whatever, and just he's just got that smirk, and I just can't fucking stand the guy. 
Yeah, and especially like the thing, like you know, beating, uh, uh, beating Machida, beating Bisping, beating Weidman. He like, he. I was starting. Okay, you know what? Like I'm starting to turn on this guy. Like, I'm starting or come around. I should say. Like, and then just ever since she lost the belt, it's been like, okay, shut up. Like I was. Ex- you had a chance to get to to fight for the basically normal contender. And you pulled out because you're trying to AKA. Yep. And, and now it's been, what, what was that? It's going to be about 14, almost 15 months since he's fought. And it's like, you can't really talk all this smack when you've showed up with, it, even, it looked like he wasn't even trying against Bisbing. And Bisbing just ate him up in that first round, just boxed the shit out of him and embarrassed him. I mean, even when he lost to Bisbing, like, because Kara didn't know a lot about Rockhold, and she was pissed off at Rockhold because the way he was just leaning on the cage and like, oh, I had an off night. I'm gonna come back. Don't worry. But it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, he was so cocky about it. It's like, yeah. dude, Bisbing came off the set of a movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. That was a movie, a terrible movie. Yeah, dud, god awful triple X movie. <laughs> fuck that shit. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> so. Anyways, yeah. Damn, man. I really had high hopes for David Branch going in, you know, coming in for giving him a second chance. He did really well in the, uh, the World Series of Fighting. I mean, he was a two-division champ. And that, see, that's the thing. That, that's why I still have those hopes. I don't know if it's... I do, too. I haven't even given them up. I definitely haven't. Yeah, like, I, 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 I have that thing of, you know, like the opening fight jitter. Yeah. Now he's looking at a guy who was at that show but was cut. So now he's getting a second chance after being a two division champion at another organization. Like he played it safe. Now, he, yeah. He like you have to wonder. Like he knows that if he loses one or two, he risks being cut and never coming back. Well, yeah, because he uh, got cut. He got cut off of basically off. Of, uh, you know, he won two in a row. He lost to his first fight to Harris at 116 won two in a row and then lost to Paul Harris and then gone yeah so and, and I mean he's he's he was probably definitely and also like the matchups make the fights like who knows like there and Jocko was on that winning streak for sure and, uh, well Jocko's no slouch but he should have had a better he should have definitely had a better showing against him than he did but he I think he played it safe I think he just tried to play it safe and just you know, he fought not to lose instead of fighting to win. Yeah, that you know that that's the perfect way to put it. And I and I think that getting the chance instead of fighting number seven or number eight or the UFC waiting for you know like uh, uh, OSP Shogun and giving him like a fight like well, they're that. fighting at eighty five. So hmm? branch. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. I'm thinking. Um, who was I thinking of? I had a fight, and I, I was completely blank. I went to the wrong division. Yeah. I had a. I was there was. I was thinking. Um. Anyway, I had a fight. I was looking up for for branch, but I feel like the UFC just uh, wanting to get Rockhold just to shut up, really, because of all of his uh, all of his crap that he was talking just UFC in general. But I think also just trying to get get branch a fight as opposed to giving him the one he should have had, or just giving him a fight and when well, I think they're just trying to get Rockhold back in the cage too. 
Yeah. Because the fucked up thing is, is like, you got, it doesn't really matter what happens and who wins because nobody's going to get a shot at Bisbing until 2018 and that first person is going to be Robert Whitaker. Do they, yeah. have, do they have Robert Whitaker defend the interim title while Bisbing's fucking... Can you fucking... imagine if the UFC's... Like, so, yeah, yeah it, the winner of GSP, Bisbing, fights, you know, Yoel or Rockhold, and Yoel or Rockhold, the other one has to fight Whitaker. Like, just keep going to, like, double titles going all... <laughs> if that shit happens, I'm done. I'm out. Out. We already got enough interim titles and shit like that. Like, if... If fucking interim belts start getting defended while we're waiting for the champion, like uh, I'm out, peace. Yeah, I, I mean we've talked about that ad nauseum, and we're going to be talking about it in a couple weeks' time again. But yeah, that the whole the middleweight thing. I God, I wish I could remember who I was thinking they were going to give branch to, but I can't. So I'm just gonna Brunson. Uh, no, Weidman. Was it Brunson? It might even. Brunson's at seven, Anderson's six, Weidman's five. You know, Gaslam's at eight. So oh, eight. you know what? It was, after, it was after Brunson's last fight. Okay. That's what. It, yes, thank you. Um, yeah, like I, I don't know. Like this fight just doesn't seem to have. It doesn't like when it, when the fight broke. I was thought I'm like, why are they giving Branch and Rockle? Like it does nothing. I don't really. I mean, there's nothing for me. I'll watch it, but. It doesn't really do anything for anybody. This no, is, this isn't this isn't a barn burner of a card. Unless, uh, yeah, Bisbing and GSP is at two seventeen, and Whitaker and Rockhold are at two eighteen. <laughs> Man, you know, uh, I would probably take a Bobby Knuckles fight over the potential title that could be defended there with fucking uh, Frankie and Holloway. Like, yeah. we're going to get fucked. That's what sucks. Sucks. The like, only thing is, that, like, if if somehow, in some way, one of the three title fights at, at uh, Madison Square Gardens happens quick, and the winner's healthy, and they're going to the... Not, if, in a, not in a month. It would have to be, like, something off of 216, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, get... No. Like, if Tony... If fucking like Tony knocked out Kevin or vice versa, yeah, that's yeah, okay, yeah, that, and that would make more sense too. Because then you got the uh, and Connor's like, hey, I'm gonna come back, but we know that's not gonna happen in Detroit, so uh, it is what it is. It's also not gonna happen unless your name's Diaz, right? Exactly, but um, going, yeah, but this, I don't I mean, I'm taking Rockhold with this fight, but. I mean, I don't really know what to expect from Branch after that Jocko fight. We're going to see that the guy who went to World Series went to two divisions, or are we going to see Rockhold going back to performing at the level and with the mentality and the focus that got him to the top of the UFC? I'm going to pick Branch in this fight. I'm going to take the long shot pick. I I don't know. I, it's not that I don't expect Luke to come out and look great because, I mean, he's a good fighter. He's a very good fighter. He was champion. He beat Chris Weidman for a reason. Right. Well, I mean, 
he beat Chris Wyman because Chris Wyman threw a stupid spinning heel kick. And yeah. If that, and if that never happened, Rockhold never gets that title. Nah, it was <clears> it was a dumb, ill-advised kick. And I mean, and trust me, don't get me wrong, I'm taking Rockhold, but if 30 seconds in Branch flatlines him, you'll be hearing me scream. I'll be so happy. I I would be happy if Branch fucking flatlines him at any point, but I just want I I, I don't know. I just I smell. I'm getting a, a Ryan Dempsey feeling on an upset. I like it. And you know what? It'd be nice to see these guys from the other quote unquote garbage organizations come up and actually like really start showing that there is quality, even though you're not Bellator UFC, like uh, World Series, uh, a, a fight. Uh, they What are they now? Are they fight league, World Fight League or uh, PFL, the Pro Fight League? PFL. Whatever, yeah, <clears throat> like if, you know, seeing those guys like uh, Marais come up from those uh, from that from that that organization, I would love to see those guys all of a sudden start doing work. He's uh, a loser, I'm... Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> never gonna be a champion because you know you lose your UFC debut. <laughs> never, ever become a champion. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. I'm just smelling an upset, so I'm gonna ride with Branch. Um, I like it. Co-main event: Mike Perry was supposed to take on Tiago Elvez, but Elvez pulled out on Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Pulled out on Tuesday because of uh, <clears throat> blaming it on the Hurricanes and training getting screwed up. Mike Perry wasn't buying it. What actually happened was he saw that bones popped for sure. And he's like, ah, shit. No, I can't fight. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're terrible. You're fired. So uh, stepping in on short notice, Ryan, who do we have filling in now for Tiago Alves? Mr. Alex Reyes, who you guys will know from his, Scintillating O and O UFC record. Hey, stepping up on three days' notice. Got to take them opportunities yeah. when you get them. Definitely twelve and twelve and two in, in MMA. So I mean, it was probably just a matter of time for him to get a fight in the UFC. Uh, why not a co-main event on a fight night like and against Mike Perry, who a lot of people might not know him, but to do a lot of hardcore fans, Mike Perry is a name that's. In the last year and a half or so has been really coming on. He has platinum so, I mean, tattooed is... on his eyebrows. Ugh. This was racism tattooed on his upper lip, probably. Probably. But... Anyway. Anyway. But, but I mean, it's it's a it's a good position for Alex Reyes to be in. And I mean, I'm like we talked off uh, off air. I'm taking Alex Reyes just because. I don't know who he is, and I don't like Mike Perry, and I will always pick against Mike Perry, even if even if he's on like a ridiculous winning streak and he's looking undefeatable, I'm picking against him. Well, let it be known once again, I do not really care for Mike Perry myself, but I am going to pick Mike Perry by death because he just <laughs> flatlines and kills motherfuckers. Unless and, you're Alan Ben. And 
Alex Reyes, yeah, okay. <laughs> Everybody has an off night once. Yeah, I think he's going to put Alex Reyes to sleep. To sleep. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I just, I'm not going to, like I've said this a thousand times over, I'm not going to get political. I just can't stand. I mean, it could be his corner. I don't care. I just ride with someone that. Oh, I'm definitely not a fan at all. I, oh, no, I, 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 I know what you're saying. I just, I just can't willingly support like for me i don't care for the guy just don't like them but if he wins props to him i just hope he loses hopefully it's like it's like a 30 25 just round him and into like mince meat for three rounds yeah we'll see what happens i I don't think it goes past two i'm salty i know you are (laughs) i know you are but i don't think it goes past two I'd be shocked if it gets out of one match. I'd be shocked shocked if it goes into the second. Uh, Yeah, third fight, fourth fight of the main event. Uh, Hector Lombard and Anthony Smith. Lombard is just looking huge. Yeah, it's almost like he, 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 him and Souza, I mean, like, when those guys came into the UFC, I had a lot of high hopes for them. And Souza, I mean, he's kind of had a couple of speed bumps here and there in his his way. But Lombard is just, he's just never looked like what I thought he was going to look like in the UFC. No. And I mean, I mean, I still have, like, I still, like, feel sad for him with that Dan Henderson spinning elbow knockout from 199. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and technically, well, it's a no contest, but technically he's on a four-fight losing streak. He beat Burke. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But he got overturned. He's only got three wins in the UFC. And he, and there were people that were talking about him running the running the middleweight show. Like they were, they, they were talking about he's going to defeat Silva and he's going to go on this tear and watch out for him. But, I mean, he just, like you said, like, Three wins, four fight losing streak, uh, uh, an overturned fight. Like it just—he's. I'll give him though, man. He's fought a lot of really good competition. Eighty-five. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, that's a, like he was. It, he was almost in, I guess. And in pride, was, if you want to even go he back. Was, he was in the unlucky era of UFC, where the middleweight division was just loaded with killer after killer after killer like whereas now there's kind of like question marks with guys when he was really coming up in the ufc it was there was never going to be a really real easy fight for no. lack of a term no and he beat but, some, he beat some tough guys i mean he knocked out marquardt knocked out paul harris beat jake shields by decision he's just he lost to you know his first fight in the ufc was against Bosch. He lost to Okami. And then recently it was Magni, the, the Dan Henderson knockout, and then the Johnny Hendricks fight. <clears throat> yeah, this is... Yeah, like... It's... I want to take... God. 
It's it's a it's a kind of a, I think Smith's gonna probably knock him out. Yeah. Uh, who Smith fought recently? Andrew Sanchez and uh, Elvis um, Mutapik. Mutapik. Yeah. Something. Mutapic. Mutapic. Yes. Cesar Ferreira. Yeah. Los- yeah, I mean, he hasn't fought the competition that Hector Lombard no, but has, I mean, but... But, I mean, this, I mean, this is his 40th fight at the same time, so, I mean, like, he's definitely... And Hector's susceptible to knockouts. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Smith puts oh, him away. Okay, I do know Smith. He had that the head kick, uh, Sanchez. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he had kicked the shit out now of Sanchez. Now I know. So, I was trying to picture, uh, picture this kid, but now, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. God, I... This one's actually... I thought this this was going to be the one I was going to actually end up straight up pick Lombard to lose, but I don't know why I'm just... You know, I'm going to pick Lombard. I don't know... I guess I could say this is like the, uh, the year branch feeling. Like, there's some... I don't know. There's something about this one. Just... God, I, I, maybe it's just because I don't want to see Lombard go <clears throat> four losses and no contest and end up in Bellator. But he's going to lose and end but up in Bellator. Maybe, yeah. I mean, go to Bellator on his own terms, I guess, is what I want. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Smith. Yeah, yours is definitely the, uh, the safer pick. I think Smith knocks him out somewhere in the second round, maybe in the first. As I said Hector's been Hector's been KO'd enough times, man. He's he's a little susceptible. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I think maybe I'm just uh, I don't know if I'm misremembering, but uh, Lombard had Henderson on the ropes in that first round. And I think in parts of that second round before that spinning elbow knocked him out, maybe I'm just drinking that Kool-Aid uh, a little much. Hey, I mean, we don't have to agree always. Nope. Sometimes I'll be right. Sometimes you'll be right. Sometimes we're both fucking wrong. Then that's most of the time. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and that's why people listen to us, so uh, they can mock us afterwards. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, second fight of the card. Uh, Kamara Usman taking on Sergio Moraes. Uh, I'm going to go with Kamara on this one. Yeah, I was going to say Usman all day. Like, I'm I'm riding higher and higher on this kid every time I see him. Like, I, I really want him to succeed yeah he's so one do those, I. every time you see him fight or every time you hear his name it's like that oh i can't wait You're like he has that it thing where you just want to see him just keep going and going and going like yeah i enjoyed I, him a lot I, watching him fight on the ultimate fighter he was one of my favorites that season right, he was on uh the black zillions att uh yep he won that season didn't he yeah he, he beat Hyder. Uh, yep. yeah yeah that was actually a pretty cool season. I don't know. I like that. 
I liked I like that. Was... I liked that, and I, the the format of it was kind of cool too because fighters could fight multiple times. Um, yeah, it kind of, it, it kind of went back to like the Ultimate Fighter season one, where you have like one guy who could have had, like potentially could have had four or five fights and make it to the final, and the guy in the finale could have had one fight. Right. Just by chance. Yep. They've actually some of the like Ultimate Fighter like recent seasons have been kind of like. Uh, the, like the one that's going on now and the previous all women's when you know bring in the new division like having a title at the end uh demetrius johnson like the winner fights uh, dj for the title the the camp versus camp like something like, the redemption season like these some of these ultimate fighters they, they have that potential of being great but then they just follow up with another season or two of just like back to the basics and snorefest yeah, I haven't watched any of the the new season yet. It's all right. I, mean, I didn't expect much out of it as far as shit between Gagey and and Alvarez. I mean, when they, the only thing I really enjoy about it is uh, Alvarez when whenever he does like his little monologue with the camera, how technical he is when he talks. I like. I mean. You know me. I love when guys talk specifics about trying to break down a combination or stuff like that or footwork. I I really get into that. And oh, Eddie's a super smart fighter, and, and he's got a really high fight think, IQ. Yeah, yeah. And when I hear Eddie talking about that kind of stuff, I like it's really entertaining. That's to do that's that. Mark Henry though, man. All Mark Henry fighters have you know seem to have really high fight IQs. Look at Frankie. Yeah, for as I was say, like, Frankie is like like the like the the ace in the hole for uh, for Mark Henry. Well, and like Marlon Marlon Morass has got a really high fight IQ too. He's a smart fighter. Does he have a UFC one? Oh no! Well, wow. <laughs> oh wow! I can't believe we both got a Marlon Morass dick. He in got he, he got fucked over in Brazil. Yeah, he won. But, he won yeah. that fight. Anyway, back to this fight. I'm gonna pick. Uh, like I said Camaro by decision yeah, probably. Not- yeah, I don't see it being stuck. I think it'll just be like a, like a it'll be a, a, it'll be an Usman fight. I, I think he'll stick to what he knows best, and he'll and he'll grind out the win. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm seeing too. Um, opening fight of the main event, or main card. Jesus Christ, uh, Justin Ledet lost his opponent as well, and uh, stepping up on short notice is uh, Zu Anawanu. And like I was saying to you, <laughs> so the UFC website I'm currently looking at still has Tiago Alves listed right. to fight Mike Perry. And they have Anawanu, but instead of Shadow Man like they usually do, it looks like they went to some website of whatever, of his last fight organization or something, and cut out a picture of him from like the program and pasted it in. It's all in black and white and kind of pixelated. It looks like shit. It's it looks like a high school yearbook photo. It's all (laughs) just grainy and terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good job. UFC. Good job. I hope when the intern that has to listen to the show fucking finds this. 
They can tell you that you <laughs> fucked up. So that's the main card. We've got a few prelims worth talking about. Uh, Do you have any pick for the... Uh... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious it's going to be Ledette. I'm going to go with anyone whose nickname is Zulu. Are you really? Are you serious? Are you seriously picking him? I will take the grainy high school yearbook Zulu Warrior. Look at that dude. Look at him. Look at that picture of him. Can you see him? Uh, I'm not. I don't want to get. uh, Let me. Because, okay, I'm looking at an extremely out of shape looking person. Well, he's a heavyweight. I would expect nothing less of a guy. If, if you're not in the top five of the, of the UFC heavyweights, I fully expect out of shape. Well, yeah, okay, but he's coming in on short notice. So he's probably not been well, training. Yeah, that's true, too. Let's see. Where's the. Uh, yeah. Justin Ledette is probably going to beat the brakes off this dude. He's oh, your... more likely, but I'm going with the Zulu Warrior. I have Eighth Wonder as his nickname. I don't know where you're getting. I saw his nickname his was Zulu, so I'm, that's what I'm going with. Mm. UFC hey. website saying Eighth Wonder. And they also have a high school yearbook photo. Hey, <laughs> hey, guys, choose their nicknames all the time, though. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm looking at the official website. <laughs> Eighth wonder, yeah, I got Ledette. Ledette's gonna win this fight. <laughs> There's no yeah, way. More, more than likely, and it's probably gonna be an ugly stoppage. Probably, because Ledette, because well, Ledette's be like an with, animal. Uh, I was gonna say it's probably like one of those uh, TKOs, like uh, Machida and Rashad. Oh, just like if you see that head just wobble back and forth as he slowly falls backwards. Oof. Ooh. Headlining the FS1 card, Tony Martin is taking on Olivier Auburn Mercier. Tony Martin should win. Mercier is coming off of back to back submission wins over uh, Thibault Gaudi and Drew Dober. Likes them subs. 90% sub rate from. Uh, Olivier Auburn Mercier. Yeah. Tony and... Martin has won three in a row over Felipe Oliveri, Alex White, and Johnny Case. Two uh, ah. two decisions and one submission. And he's. I'm also... gonna shock. I'm gonna I'm gonna shock you and not use any, you know, fight IQ in picking this one. As you know, if you're from. The great province of Quebec, and you are from the beautiful city of Montreal. I always ride with you, and uh, Aubin Mercier will get the win. You can mute me whenever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't really mute you. I have to actually physically go down and turn the knob down. (laughs) (laughs) When I get the new board, it will have a fader and and a mute button so so I can mute you. I mean, I can mute you, but then I got to go through the process of doing it on Skype, and it's just a pain in my ass. You gotta stand up and walk and yeah, just let just let him ramble. Oh, oh, I got it. <laughs> what did uh, what do you see for this one? 
I am actually picking uh, Olivia Alban Mercier. Ah, I am very impressed with your selection. Oh, God, shut up. <laughs> you shut your mouth. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's probably gonna get a submission win. He's quite good at them. And Tony Martin. Well, he's only been he's been submitted by Benil Dariush, so and submitted by Leon, Leonardo Santos. So both of his losses are by submission. <laughs> We'll go with a submission specialist. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got on here? Christoph Jocko and Uriah Hall. This one's really interesting to me. That like both of these guys, it seems like they have potential, but just falter at the wrong point or something. You know what I mean? They just Jocko has that David Branch fight Uriah Hall I mean everyone knows about his coming in with such high expectations and losing to uh, uh losing up in fighter finale to Gastelum and then oh oh crap I just lost the his second loss John um, Howard Doomsday yes Doomsday yes and then you know he's he went off on the I think two or three wins and then he had another loss and that, three. They, I mean, three wins then he lost to Natal two wins and then he's been on a three fight losing streak since. Yeah. And one of the, and that was one of those was the uh uh what was me here uh can't think of his name. Alawale Bomboje? No, no, no. Gegar Musasi? Uh, Musasi, that's it cuz he had that crazy Musasi knockout and then he came back and lost to him. That's right. Yeah, that and, was uh, his yeah. last that was the last fight. He got knocked out by Musasi back yeah. in like, 2016. Uriah Hall's like that one guy that I want to see just dominate, but he just he's such a letdown. Like you don't know he's the guy you don't know who you're gonna get. No, you really don't. You never know which guy's coming into the cage that night. Like the He took Bobby Knuckles to a decision though. But like the one sixty eight fight that he had against Lieben where he just put on a clinic. Yeah, but where was Lieben at at that point? No, but and I I don't mean like that. I mean this was the, everything about uh, Uriah Hall just looked so on point. You know, like I'm... he just looked, he looked like a guy that had maybe had found his way. I mean, Jocko... but then I'm gonna pick Uriah Hall, but this is the fight where I would probably be more. I would have more faith in flipping a coin and going with whoever the coin landed side up for, kind of thing. But I'm I'm gonna ride with Hall just because. I want to believe he has that run in him. I'm going to go with Jocko because he is, I mean, he, he was, until the David Branch fight, he was definitely on the upswing. He won five in a row. Yeah. And and, and I think that David Branch fight for, for Jocko really was uh, an anomaly for him. Yeah, and it was a split decision loss, so whatever. There are worse things. Uh, yeah. I think that pretty much wraps up. I mean, they got Luke Sanders and Felipe Arantes. And, um, Jason Sago and Gilbert Burns. But, whatever. 
So, hey, so we talked about this in the... Oh, Cool uh, Hand Luke Saunders. That's that dude that's dating... Uh, oh, my God. What's the chick's name? Becky Lynch or something like that from the from the WWE? WWE. Yeah, the uh, Irish chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's dating that dude. I think Luke trains out at Jackson Wink. Nope, I'm wrong. He fights out of Nashville. Never mind. Uh, I thought he had a kid. So, uh, something that we've talked about the last couple of fight cards. Yeah. Uh, like Mexico City and then uh, Rotterdam. We kind of had that. Like, we've, we've just, I don't know, this is something I've been like, thinking maybe we can do as like, a random little thing. We've said that the cards that were, you know, nobody, it seems to have. Like a lot better, like the impact that like, you enjoy the fights more, right? Because you don't know what to expect. Yeah. So going into this card, what do you think? Like, do you think you're going to be fully entertained? Do you think it's going to be like what? What expectations? And I'm not saying it has to necessarily be like an A plus card, obviously, but like, do you think it has that boring potential, amazing potential? Like, don't miss a fight. Like, there's something that you no. Cannot- it's definitely wait, wait, wait. it's like mid tier i guess it's a, it's an okay card <clears throat> there's there's potential for fights to go i mean jocko and hall's probably going to a decision um but like in the main card itself uh perry's going to probably get a knockout there's knockout potential between lombard and smith Usman's going to do a takedown clinic and just ground and pound, so he probably won't finish. He's a he's, he's, All of his wins are by decision anyway. Right. And Ledette, you know, the, the Ledette, Ledette and Anawaru, God damn it. Anawaru <laughs> fight is, uh, he's probably going to knock him out. So there's, there's potential for knockouts. I, I see... I don't necessarily see the main event being a knockout. It's probably going to go to a decision. But Branch right. Branch could catch uh, Rockhold the same way like Bisbing did. Uh, we'll see. I was, I was going to ask you earlier in the week, but I thought it would be kind of fun for the show to kind of just kind of think like because when we don't know the fighters, we seem to be more excited because you don't know what to expect. And here we have a card with, not necessarily every fighter we know, but there's so many names that we are aware of. And I have kind of the, the same expectations that you are. You're going to see, like, I don't expect to be like, what was it, Rotterdam? That's like, you know, 2,000 knockouts and submissions. And see, like, it's just like every fight, the result was just a finish, a finish, a finish. And Mexico City card was so entertaining that I feel like this one here, knowing these names, I I just feel like it's going to be like one of those ones where I'll be talking with Kara, I'll get up and I'll make a snack. Like I, just, I don't know, like this card. Looking at it, I feel like it's going to lose my attention off and on throughout the night, which it's weird to to say that because I guess the last couple of things that I've seen pay per views and fight nights were just really wanting to finish the wanting to finish the fight before I were to go up and do anything. Yeah. I'm kind of, man, I don't even know. I I don't know how much of the early prelims or even some of the early card. I'm going to, I'm going to have to probably be watching like split screen shit. Cause Michigan state's playing Notre Dame under the lights. 
Saturday night. So I will be watching that game. And it doesn't get better than college football. Dude, the last time they played under the lights at Spartan Stadium, I was at the game. No way, eh? Yeah, when they went on that fake field goal. Back yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Me and Tony were there. Shut up, that's awesome. Yeah, dead serious, dude. We were fucking there. We were drunk. No, terrible. We were, well, fun seats. We that's were in the... the best part. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. The best seats are the worst seats when it comes to college. We were up in the up in the upper top or upper level, but we were in the student section. Okay. Actually, <laughs> we weren't. We were on the set of bleachers right next to the student section, and like oh, we geez. we want, but we wanted to stand up. And there were two people sitting on the edge of the bleachers in the student section that were getting like older guys that were getting all pissed because they wanted to sit down. The people behind us were getting pissed off because we wanted to stand up. So we just swapped seats with those dudes. And, um, yeah, we were in the student section and shit. And we were drunk. I asked some girl to marry me. What did she say? <laughs> she said yes. And then, I, <laughs> and then I lost her in the crowd. Somewhere out there is a girl looking for you. If she only knew you had a podcast. Yeah, it's okay. It's probably a good idea she didn't find me that yeah. night because I ended up puking in bushes and shit. It was bad, dude. Drink. Oh man. We got there. We went with <laughs> we went with Tony's parents. Oh yes. Because like his mom and dad, his mom and dad got had gotten tickets already, and then we found tickets for like eighty bucks or some shit because you know it was Michigan State and Notre Dame. They were both ranked, and uh. We got them like the week of the game or some shit. And we went down there early and we were tailgating. Tony and I drank a bunch of beer. And then I brought a bottle of Jameson with me and we poured it into a flask. And I snuck the flask in my back pocket with a like a beanie over the top of it and shit. And so we were drinking Jameson and Mountain Dew the whole game. We were fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. And it was like. A combination of a bunch of shit. Well, I fucking I ate Norco too, so that was not a good idea. Oh, was, sorry, I, I I had I had eaten like probably like at least one or two Norcos that day, like uh, painkillers. Oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. a good idea with whiskey. Terrible idea. It was hot. I was like overdressed because I thought it was gonna be cold because it was a night game, but it was actually like super humid and hot. And. uh so like, and then of course when they won, like I was jumping up and down, and all kinds of excited, and we're coming down in this tunnel, like we're coming down from the from the the stadium, and it like it goes down. It's like a ramp that goes in like almost like a Z pattern, but it just keeps going, you know. Okay, just like a constant zigzag kind of thing. Yeah, or? yeah, just a constant zigzag, <clears throat> and it's only a couple levels up or whatever, but. We're in this giant crowd of people, and I look at Tony, and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna throw up. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna do it here, but I've got to throw up, and so like I'm fighting it, trying to get out of this crowd and get to the ground to where I can go find a place to fucking puke. Oh man! Yeah, dude, it was. Uh, it continued like that. Like I was nauseous the whole car ride over That's home. Hilarious! I had to, dude. I had to ask Tony's parents to pull the van over so I could throw up. That's <laughs> I'm sitting there like 
I'm like, I just, I could, I'm like kind of gagging and I can, I'm nauseous as fuck. Like I can feel it. I have to puke. Oh man. That's... And finally I was just like, Hey, being like, the, being like the hot day too, though. It's like, that just kind of like, Oh, everything sucks. Everything has been just like, then you're like, you're miserable. Plus like... yeah. everything sucked. It was terrible. I mean, the game was amazing. Oh. It was a fucking once in a lifetime opportunity to see that shit, but oh god, the after the aftermath was terrible, and I was all embarrassed because I had to tell Tony's parents to pull over so I could puke. <laughs> like no, awesome. yeah, yep. So uh, that's the card. You want to do a few news stories and get up out of here? There wasn't really any news that happened this week, was there? Did no, I miss anything? no, nothing happened. Nothing no. happened. Uh, yeah, just still kicking. Yeah, Valentina Shevchenko's next fight's going to be at uh, one twenty-five. Yep. So, and as we as we talked about uh, off air, uh, you meant it kind of like piqued my interest in this idea of you know. JJ beating Rose or whatever, but moving up to 125, and I want to see JJ and and uh, Valentina go at it in UFC. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be you know, like, you kind of planted that evil little seed in my brain that I can't get out. <laughs> I do that sometimes. I do that. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, the US, I think it's a good move for her. I think it is a great move for her. I said that on Saturday that I think you know yeah, she's just a little yep. bit too small for 135. So, and yeah, she's too yeah, big. She, she has this opportunity now at uh, at a good division for her, and I, I think and we've talked about this a, a bunch of times. Is 125 weight classes? It's going to be needed to show to, to showcase a lot of girls' uh, abilities at the proper weight. Right, I think this have the possibility because, <clears throat> I mean, she might have had a better performance against Nunes if her if she didn't break her finger, but that's neither here nor there. It's the like now we have a chance of seeing her at her at her proper weight fighting. So, yep. Um. Well, the biggest news story of the week. Uh, John would. Taking time off. Yeah, Tyrone Woodley's going to take time <laughs> off. <laughs> so there's that. We don't need that story anymore. <laughs> Tyrone uh, Woodley says I there's... Had do, I had to do that, Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm, we're going to do it now. We're already there. You, you, yeah. you, you drove the bus to this. <laughs> Tyrone Woodley says he's going to heal up for now since there's no, quote, clear-cut uh, clear number one contender. Uh, <laughs> right. Right, I don't even know, want to fight Robbie again. He he knows that he caught him, and he and he yeah he's come like if he were to fight Robbie Lawler, not coming off three or four wars in two and a half years time, you know he'd be fighting a Robbie coming off a good fight, but nowhere as bad as his previous ones. And fighting a Robbie who's coming off of one fight in a year and a bit, I mean, that's a dangerous Robbie. So he's saying, uh, quote, long story short, it's going to be a minute before I'm out in the octagon. 
which almost works to the division's credit because the deck needs to be shuffled a little bit more. Woodley told Sirius Radio's XMMA tonight, Jesus. There's no real true or clear-cut number one contender right now. And once these fights take place, these guys need to get out there and compete and do a training camp and fight the world champion. We'll just be getting back into the mix, so it'll be perfect timing. Uh, Hashtag scared, hashtag interim champion. Yeah, I hope for sure that's coming. So he says uh, instead of going for surgery, he is going to opt for stem cell injections and rehab first if he can, to try to avoid going under the knife. So there we go. Tyron Woodley, gone for a while. Now, <laughs> to the real big news. Uh, John Jones, B-Sample came back dirty. Well, yeah, he peed right, that that his his piss was so hot as Eric Holkren said it put a hole in the damn cup. Yeah. Yep the uh, the B sample confirmed the findings of the A sample. Uh, it's very rare to it's really rare for a B sample to result in the different outcome of the A sample is what uh, what uh, the USADA yeah. is saying. This is yeah. This is basically what we all expected to see happen, and now yeah, and like yeah, that's what we knew it was coming. So like I, like I made the little comment there that I think Ken had said something like, uh, "Well, uh, the B sample was just like uh, whatever," and I thought, oh, no, John Jones B sample stands for bye bye." Yep. I mean, he might not get the full four years, but I mean... He's probably going to get the full four years. I mean, the the boner pills, and now this... I mean, every fight has an asterisk. There's no fight that doesn't. Like, I don't... Like, the second that Usada came in, he's had one fight where he was clean... And he looked terrible in it. And that was the the OSP fight when he came back. Aside from that, he's just... I mean, every time he's looked good, he's either tested positive or there was no testing. Or stringent testing, I should say. But... I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever actually said it off the show, but Jeff, I've talked to you ad nauseum about it. But Brendan Shaw... <laughs> uh, from the fire of the kid. Uh, I don't know if it was on that podcast or on the Big Brum Breakdown, but he talked about it on one of those two, but he also talked about it on his most recent appearance with Joe Rogan, where uh, he received an email from a bodybuilder, and it was regarding a supplement called MBI or MIB. And <clears throat> it based, uh, Mike Tyson tested for it after the Holyfield fight. Uh, the Holyfield 2 fight where he uh, bit his ear off. Uh, and a lot of bodybuilders use it because it gives you like this adrenaline, this rage. Like you like, you want to, like, you know, push yourself and go harder and harder and harder. And it's in and out of your system in a couple of hours, which basically would fit 100% what John Jones would have been looking for. The only problem is that if you get a bad, uh, bad shipment of MIB, MBI, uh, 
it's usually terinabol that you receive, and that's why you end up taking a steroid from the 191800 the, the 1700s. Like, this thing is so old that it has to be a bad shipment of steroids. And that's why John Jones probably tested positive for it because he was probably taking something and just unfortunately for him, he just took the wrong thing and just got popped. And it's the one story that I've heard out of the hundreds that makes the most sense. He's got the chance to appeal it, so, I mean... We'll see what happens. I know he's not going to take it to arbitration this time. Because that blew up uh, in his face. I don't, I mean, I, like, I mean, appealing this one's going to be tough. Because I want to, like, I, 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 obviously give him his due, his due, uh, court, uh, you know, let him say what he has to say. But I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be so hard to prove. Like, what do you, like, you can say that someone snuck a needle into your water bottle, or you know, like you were you were eating out at a restaurant and the chef didn't like him. Like, what? How is it that it got into a system and both tests came out positive on a on some? I mean, and and like I said, like, or like I just said, like if he was taking a steroid that's supposed to be in and out of his system. That's why he would have tested clean this entire time. Then he gets the one bad uh, shipment, and he pops. I mean, I don't know. Let I mean, no matter what, I don't think anyone is going to be on the John Jones train anymore. I think that every foot of his needs an asterisk. I don't know if he can even count his legacy uh, for a Hall of Fame induction at this point. Yeah. I I mean I don't disagree with that point at all. I just I don't know. At this point I'm just kinda waiting to see what happens. I don't really I mean, like like and trust me, like no one will ever like when it comes to like these kind of guys, no one ever wants to be more wrong than me. Because I wanna believe maybe he did go to a restaurant and the chef did something maybe daniel cormier's camp did, I mean, there, they, there are so many oh i don't have any weird but, conspiracy but, theories about it oh no oh, i'm not saying i'm saying like i want like if something like that happens and it comes out i'll be so happy because then i can look at john jones as being like legit again but it's just so hard like i don't like there's just so many occurrences from the cocaine to the dick pills to the steroids it's like he's i mean okay the cocaine thing whatever that was out of competition, nothing nothing could have happened. Let him party. He did his thing. But the dick pills at 200, the steroids at 214, like the bad performance in between those two, or sorry, the bad performance before 200, rather. There's just so many, like, I don't know. It's it, it, Eventually, when there's smoke, the fire erupts. And yeah. I feel like we're right on the, we're right on the cusp of the John Jones monument engulfed in flames. Probably, like I said, I'm just Actually, I'm yeah. waiting it out. Yeah, I'm waiting it out for the whole thing to go through. And and I want to give a massive shout out and a huge thank you 
uh, for John uh, to John Davis, uh, one of our like uh, one of our longtime listeners. <laughs> the, uh, you know, it's out <clears throat> in in theaters now. He shared this meme today that fucking destroyed me. It's that you know Pennywise is peeking up through the sewers. I got dick pills and cocaine. <laughs> you got John Jones jumping into the sewer. I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> like there was that one little laugh that you just had to have in such a good crappy situation but fuck john thank you so much for sharing that picture buddy that's funny so as a result of the b sample john jones's uh win over daniel cormier was overturned to a node contest by the california state athletic commission and in the result john jones has been stripped of the UFC 205-pound championship, and Daniel Cormier is reinstated. Last bit of news for the evening. Demetrius Johnson and Ray Borg is rescheduled for UFC 216. Yay. Yeah, I mean... I don't think Borg's going to make the fucking walk still. Well, I mean, the the sad thing, and you touched about it briefly off-air, uh... A kind of crappy card gets kind of less crappy. It's still nowhere near a barn burner where all of a sudden people are going to start dropping their money. But does it get less crappy though? Well, you get does it? you get an in does you it an, your your main event goes from an interim title fight to a legit title fight. Does or it? You, does you it? Does it? I like Mighty Mouse. Yes, it gets less crappy. There, I said it. But does it? Does it? Does it actually happen? Oh, does it happen? Come on, uh, come on! You're putting uh, your faith in Ray Borg. You're putting your faith in Ray Borg. And and yes, our episode did not make it last week. But you know what the fuck I said, right yeah, he here on this that. show. Now you said he wouldn't make it because of weight. He didn't make it because of viral infection. Because he couldn't cut weight. Because his body started shutting down. Eh? You get viral sick infection. from shitty viral viral infection isn't weighing 127 pounds. It's an infection of the fuck virus. off. You get sick from shit weight cuts. I no, I know. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it happens. I think Ray Borg comes in looking crappy, and I think Mighty Mouse finishes him in the first and gets the record. Yeah, yeah, I don't care either way. The fucking no. that fight should that main event should have been in Detroit. God damn it! If you're gonna fucking do it, do it right, and you do it in fucking Detroit. You know, it, and it's funny because I was gonna I was gonna have to message you the other day and say, what do you think, DJ is the as the Detroit main event? I'm glad you just didn't because I would have been pissed. But, but just as I was a message about to message you, it popped up that it was rescheduling. Oh, oh, there, never mind. Detroit will not have a title fight for their main event because we will. Well. The champions are either boxing, they've just recently fought, or they're taking time off. Or they need a new contract. Oh, they'll get that new contract and I'll get fucking saddled with Holloway and goddamn Frankie. And that's hey, what you I'm get worse. Uh, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Not that's that fight doesn't excite me. That fight doesn't make me want to spend hundreds of dollars of my money. True. To no. go watch, I'm going to. I'm they haven't been in Detroit since what, like ninety 
95, 96. The Detroit, like, actual, actual like, Detroit, actual yeah. De- not not Powell's Hills. Yeah, actual uh, Detroit, yeah. So it's like the actual Kobo, Detroit I think, was or Joe. Uh, the Kobo Hall, the yeah, which was. I mean, look at that main event, Shamrock and Severn, which was thanks to John McCain, no close to striking, like. Yeah, but you still had at least that one. Yet Severn was a Michigan guy. Yeah. And well, let's get Kevin Lee to knock the fuck out of Ferguson, and let's just have an interim title fight. But let's get some Detroit names on that card. Like Christ's sake. I mean, they're working on it. They got Bobby Amanda Bobby Cooper is fighting Angela Magana, and yep. Felice Herrig's fighting somebody else who's Michigan based. I can't remember. I don't know. And like, and like you said, Delfton fighters the night before, so maybe maybe get... we're gonna get Gagey. Yeah, I can see Gagey Alvarez. and and Alvarez being on there because I don't, oh, I don't know. They could do it on a fight night because why the fuck not? Let's just fuck Detroit completely, right? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? We'll see what happens. The people of Michigan have suffered enough. Stop fucking us. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts, sir. <laughs> Anything? Uh, well, yeah, like uh, well, like you mes- uh, mentioned Saturday night, and again just now, we uh, did lose last week's uh, uh, episode, unfortunately. So I'm just gonna have a quick little shameless plug to my wife again. Yes, please do. Uh, so, uh, you know, my wife and I are doing the best we can to eat a lot cleaner, uh, and that's not vegan, vegetarian. Like there is meat in our diet still, but it's locally sourced through a farm uh that we trust uh but we're also just trying to be green like not a lot of waste with plastic and stuff like that and uh my wife's chronicling our journey on facebook you can see it at and how i always say the i said the greenhouse with uh the simple living project right you said when you looked it up yeah i had it it's a greenhouse a simple living project uh, it's on Facebook, Twitter. It is uh, at the Greenhouse CA or at Greenhouse CA. Uh, but yeah, you had a whole nother week of preparation time for this. And I know, you still I, don't have it together because I just found out that her Twitter handle was uh, changed. I didn't realize that until earlier today. Yes, it's the Greenhouse Simple Living Project, and it is uh, yeah at the www.thegreenhouseproject.ca yeah so yeah so it is the the greenhouse ca on twitter then uh but yeah she's just chronicling our journey uh a lot of uh like stories and pictures from the farm that we go to at the local market uh, that supplies a lot of our fruits and vegetables all that kind of stuff just our little way of you know helping the world continue just to go and like you know, for our not just our little ones, but all the little ones that are going to inherit the earth after we're gone. Like, it'd be nice for them to have a fighting chance at survival instead of, you know, just fucking up the world. But just give her a little, uh, give her a look, give her a like if you want to follow her. Any support to to my wife, you know, like, we're working really hard on this. And I know that support from other people are just going to help us continue on and i'm not saying that you guys have to do the change but i mean look into it and who knows if we can inspire even three four people 
maybe those people can inspire others and you know this thing can just you know just help helping others help others kind of deal you know so very nice yeah, I'm bummed because I did have a nice little write up in the in the show notes last week for the episode and stuff, but I blew it. I blew it. I blew well, it. And also, if any of our listeners watched the uh, McGregor Mayweather fight and were entertained, do yourself a favor. Saturday night, skip fight night one sixteen. Throw your money at Triple G and Canelo and watch. Just watch a like a true boxing fight. Watch Blow your money. Guys, watch watch two guys in their prime going at it because this is what boxing is, and you will not be disappointed. Throw your eighty dollars. Hey, if you're gonna throw a hundred at Mayweather McGregor, then you deserve to throw twenty dollars less and be truly entertained. Mm, nope. Canelo indecision. Nope, not gonna get my money. Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna get my opinion either. I don't fucking care either way. I know, but if it was high school wrestling, hey, y'all over it. Yeah, or college. That's what I meant. Sorry. Just yeah. wait till but wait till fucking wait till March, man. I'm trying to go to nationals this year. Nice. It's in Cleveland, so I should go because it's a five-hour drive. Cleveland, 22 straight wins. Go Tribe. Fuck the Tribe. <laughs> I only did that because I know you're probably a Tigers guy. I don't. Honestly, at this point, the Tigers suck so bad. I haven't cared about baseball in like two or three years. Bring back Jimmy Smokes. That's all I got to say. Bring back Jimmy Smokes. <laughs> I miss Leland so much. So do I. Remember when he was on the uh, on Legion show all the time? Yeah, the fucking the the, the skip. Skip. <laughs> yeah, I miss. That's why I love. That's why I had the reason I love Jim Leland so much was because of the skip. Yeah, that's the same way, reason why. Oh man, so many of our listeners are just tuning this thing right off right now, and I apologize. <laughs> I miss Sean. We don't have Sean over here anymore. Oh yeah, I, I, I've, uh, every time like as I used to get their podcast when I moved out of Windsor, but now I, I mean, I still listen to Big Drew. Yeah, uh, it's just Drew and Jim Costa now. Yeah. You know what? It wasn't the same ever since like, Sean Turpin Killer. That was like the show for me. And then Sean and Drew. I was going to say, I never cared for Turp all that much. I like Sean and Killer. I love and Sean I and the... Killer. Sean and Killer were a great team together. And then when they hey, brought Drew hey, in. Oh, Drew and Sean, like, fucking. I kept up with Detroit sports for so long because of those two. And then. Yeah, when Sean left, it was. I mean, I still like I said, I still listen to Drew, but I used yeah. to call into to Sean and Turp before um, Killer got like before Killer came on. Well, so you had, you had had to get rid of the phone calls because of KMZ. Huh? Remember? Do you remember KMZ? No. When Killer would just go off on just random. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's not why Sean, I stopped calling. It just. Oh no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, like Sean would just be like, just getting ready to like to jump off the roof every time Killer would start talking. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Killer. R.I.P. All right, let's fucking get the hell up out of here. What you say? Bring up this dear music. Do you have any thoughts? I kind of just went on a rant there. No. I think you uh, 
I think you covered everything quite well. Mm. First time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for Ryan Dempsey, I'm Jeff Shanahan, and thank you for listening to episode 79 because episode 78 just doesn't exist anymore. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. I got mortar, this clock is ticking She sits a fissin' outside my mission Wishing I'd listen, and I do, but I don't I mean I hear, but I won't I am fear, she is hope personified If 